You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Monday Football Monday. We have a very special edition of breaking news to get your show started off. In fact, spoiler alert, we already recorded the entire show, but Pete Sweeney and I are back in the lab because the J.J. Watt sweepstakes is over. Now, full disclosure, everybody, Pete and I had a great conversation about <laughs> J.J. Watt twice during the episode. We talked about the Peloton tweet, which uh, was revealed to be fake while we were recording. We talked right. about it fake uh, as the episode unfolded. So enjoy that chat. We recorded that about two hours before this conversation that we are having at present moment. Pete Tweeney from ArrowheadPride.com and really the best human being in the world. J.J. Watt is signing with the Arizona Cardinals. Arriba! Yeah, what I find most interesting about this, I don't have a really big take about the Cardinals defense and how now they're suddenly back. I think it's surprising that you would want to join the NFC West, but J.J. Watt's the type of player who really has never backed down from a challenge. One thing I will I will note that really stands out to me during this process is just how quiet this was kept. This is not something that you see surprises that happen Nowadays in the NFL, Pat McAfee has J.J. Watt's number and he revealed on his show that he only tells his agent stuff and his agent only tells him stuff. And really, nobody else really knows. And that was the truth. I mean, you talk about the teams that you'll hear us discussing when we get to the podcast. We just assume that he'd be going to Cleveland or Buffalo or Green Bay. We never mentioned Arizona. I never mentioned Arizona. So kudos to J.J. Watt. Congratulations. I'm interested in seeing him in a Cardinals uniform. He posted a photo of him in a Cardinals shirt, and he definitely, RJ, falls into the category of those players who look weird in new gear. You just remember mm -hmm. him as a Texan forever. So it's a very weird-looking photo, but that's the new reality. Watt to the Arizona Cardinals. I actually really hate the Cardinals gear. I don't know if you've ever seen a photo like this, Pete, but um, sometimes the Cardinal is facing to the right. And sometimes it's facing to the left. So oftentimes you'll see a member of the Cardinals wear a cap and a, and a shirt that has, you know, opposite direction facing Cardinals. And I think it's stupid. Just get some uniformity there, please. Um, but you're right. He tweeted out JJ was the first to report this. Uh, so every NFL insider had a whole lot of fun. JJ Watt signed with the Cardinals per JJ Watt. Yeah, we know um, it was a super scripted photo, as you can imagine. Uh, it's a baseball tee. Um, so JJ is, is feeling the theme of the time of year. He's lifting weights. I, I can't tell how much weight is on this um, at the moment, but uh, the rack is red and white uh, to go along with the Cardinals theme as well. Um, I do want to say one thing about the NFC West, Pete, and then we'll talk about the money that the Cardinals are giving JJ. Um, I think you can make an argument that the Cardinals, I think stats would make the argument that the Cardinals are the worst team in the NFC West. I think they're at, at worst the third best team. They certainly were challenging for a playoff spot last year. Obviously, they have Kyler Murray now, you know, by the way, the Cardinals got both DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt ultimately and never gave up a first-round pick, which is just truly incredible. <laughs> um, but now, you know, 
people have said for a long time this is the best division in the NFL. Think about the defensive prowess in this division. And it makes sense why Russell Wilson wants to get out of there. In Los Angeles, you have Aaron Donald. In San Francisco, you have Nick Bosa. And now in Arizona, you have Chandler Jones, who they acquired by way of a trade a few years ago, and now J.J. Watt. I mean, good luck being a quarterback in this place. Yeah, and... I guess that is a good connection that you should note when you're talking about Watt to the Cardinals is Hopkins is already there and nobody dislikes the Texans organization and Bill O'Brien, the former head coach of the Texans more than Hopkins. And, you know, there's probably a little bit of edge to Watt leaving Houston. Wasn't happy, obviously, with the direction the organization was going and asked his release, which was granted. And you see that in the compensation, the Cardinals truly believe that he can still play. And I, I think, I guess as I'm trying to break some of this this down and have some deeper thoughts here, Patrick Peterson is due to become an unrestricted free agent. Does this move make him want to stay for maybe it's a little bit less money? Are they trying to build something there in in Arizona? I mean, if I already wanted to remain with the Cardinals upon Patrick Peterson, this to me only makes me want to stay in Arizona even more. Is that feeling mutual on the team side? It is very strange. I mean, so so few head coaches walk into great situations, right? Generally, when a head, like you look at Robert Sala in New York, granted he's got a lot of draft capital, but you know, lots to fix. Meanwhile, right. Cliff Kingsbury walks into the Arizona Cardinals a couple of years ago and number one overall pick. You get the quarterback that you knew and loved and, and have an offense kind of perfectly tailored around. You Your front office goes out and gets a star-wide receiver, star playmaker, and DeAndre Hopkins makes one of the best plays in the league last year. Now they go out and get J.J. Watt. Convince him to sign with you over the likes of Green Bay and Cleveland and Buffalo. Also, I mean, think about the the weather difference here. I mean, J.J., JJ's a Houston guy now. It's been a long time since he, he's lived in Wisconsin. I mean, you know, I, I bet you JJ's only regret is that he wasn't a Cardinal during the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Because JJ would have been out there with Brooks Kapka, you know, chilling out and whatever, relaxing. I mean, you, cool. you, you have said, RJ, you're a golfer. There's some good golfing out there in Arizona. So maybe, of course there maybe is. He the wants to hit the staff, Scottsdale. Yeah, I mean, so is Patrick Peterson. He actually played with Brooks Kapka that week. But um, so I I think the, the lesson I'm taking away here is, is if you're a team that has a new head coach and you look at maybe Robert Sala, give the guy help, right? right? I mean, like, and I think I think we see so often teams say, oh, the coach is here, all our problems are fixed. Like, no, go all in. And I, I really admire this about the Cardinals. I, I mentioned the compensation. You touched on it too. The Cardinals are giving J.J. Watt a two-year deal worth $31 million. So that's $15.5 million per year with $23 million guaranteed. Now, this kind of bucks the line of thought that you and I and a lot of other people thought that would ultimately kind of be the case with a player like J.J. specifically, right? Okay, right. you know what? Short, short-term short goal, one-year deal, low money, get your ring, go get paid somewhere else next year. I'm, I'm shocked that J.J. got what he did. I think a lot of that is because it is over two years when the salary cap will likely rise next year. Um, but, yeah, it, this, I guess, in a lot of ways was the perfect situation for him. I think this too, and you're going to hear us in the episode, we first talk about the Peloton, then we talk about how the Peloton was not real, and then we, as you'll hear, uh, discuss whether or not Watt becomes the face of whatever organization he joins. I think the Cardinals fit that bill. I think this is probably, especially if the Cardinals are successful and can find their way to the playoffs, this has the feeling because they have a young quarterback who is still developing to in a way really turn into Watts team and Watts push for this team to get some playoff wins. 
I agree with you. And I think the Cardinals have been this like on the precipice team for a while, but right. the Cardinals are also this team that, that just kind of takes everybody else's stuff. You know, like one of the best players, like their two best quarterbacks ever are, you know, dudes who had most of their success elsewhere in Kurt Warner and Carson Palmer. And then they right. go get DeAndre Hopkins. Now they get JJ Watt. Um, it is very strange. This is my last question on this and doesn't really have to do with JJ, but has everything. Do you think, that this at all pushes Russell Wilson further out of the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, it doesn't make you want to stay with the Seattle Seahawks more, right? And <laughs> and to me, now he's in your division. And also, too, I just think it's another big name, like Tom Brady going to the Bucks, J.J. Watt going to another team, where you're seeing the NFL trend be that of the NBA, where players are really starting to dictate who they want to play for and will outright not play or you know ask for their release or ask for a trade and in all those reasons and all those ways no it doesn't make Russ Wilson want to stay with Seattle more it only makes him want to probably leave more well um, that will certainly be something very interesting to watch JJ Watt the newest member of the Arizona Cardinals the Red Sea is, uh, is going to be bumping in 2021. Looking forward to watching what the Cardinals do with Cliff Kingsbury. Kyler Murray, friend of the SB Nation NFL show. We talked about a lot of our friends in the episode as well. Pete Sweeney, thanks for uh, the time. Thanks for spreading your love and your joy to all of us. We're so blessed to have heard from you uh, here on Monday Football Monday. And enjoy the show. We'll see you everybody next week. Now we throw to RJ and Pete Sweeney on Monday Football Monday. Welcome one, welcome all. It is Monday Football Monday, the March edition. That's right, this is March. He is Pete Sweeney. I am RJ Ochoa. This is Monday Football Monday, the greatest production that the SB Nation NFL show brings you on a weekly basis. Make sure you do subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show. We are available on all major podcast platforms. Please leave a rating. Please write a review. We so, so, so love those things. We so love each other, one another. Pete Sweeney, how are you doing this fine Monday morning? I'm well. We went through a Kansas city freeze out for a few weeks and we've made it through and it is supposed to be 50 degrees and up for the whole week so you can understand that i'm excited for this i will tell you this as well i joined an adult pickleball league that starts on wednesday yeah so very excited to get back and and be doing something competitive and athletic if you can consider pickleball athletic I want to get to a, a review that we got, but you said an adult pickleball league. Like, were you in one of these as, as a child, as a youth? Well, I, I'm just making it very clear that I won't be playing children in this league. Okay. Fellow adults. Okay. Well, congratulations to you in the pickleball. Thank you. Thank um, you. Really looking forward to uh, getting some updates here. Pete Sweeney doesn't do anything, you know, that isn't 100%. So I imagine we'll get some, you know, kind of weekly standings, updates, you know, stats and whatnot. I will be giving 110 out of 100%. I really hate that expression. I think you know that about me, but whatever. Um, I do want to read a review. Um, This comes to us from TGS Goddess. TGS Goddess. Uh, Five-star review. Subject, love you guys. And remember, if you leave a review, we will read it no matter what. Um, So here's what it says. I've been meaning to rate slash review for a while. Come on, TGS Goddess. Yeah. Uh, TGS Goddess. Excuse me. Get, Get up to times. You know, anyway. One of my favorite football podcasts, the right balance of latest headlines, analysis of trades, games, coaches, players, levity, and entertainment. RJ is a gem. Too bad he's a Cowboys fan. 
BLG forever, fly Eagles fly. And the reason I wanted to read this review specifically to you, Pete, is, look, I think the objective data supports that RJ is a gem from last week's episode of the Oddcast, the Extend tag trade cut right. segment that that blg and stats did they both chose to extend me i mean the facts are what they are you got cut though how's that make you feel well as i had mentioned on the locker room app i had to go and interrupt stats and the idea that he not only cut me but at the same time called michael kiss smart and handsome now i don't disagree i think michael kiss is both smart and handsome what but that means is that I'm dumb and ugly. That's how I take it. And I, I took offense to that. And I, I told Stats, and I'll repeat it here, you want to let me walk? That's fine. You know who will let the Tom Brady walk? It was the Patriots. And what did Tom Brady go and do? He won Beat the, the Super Kansas Bowl. the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's right. So what is going to happen here? The same exact thing. I'm going to win a proverbial podcast Super Bowl, and Stats is going to regret letting me walk forever. Wow. I wish I could empathize with you, Pete. I really do. But I was wrestling extended. promo for today. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm a gem. What can I say? We appreciate the review. Uh, once again, if you leave a review, we will obviously, obviously, I said the wrong word, read it um, on one of our shows. And uh, we love you. We love you all. So, Pete, um, pickleball, right? Uh, it's an athletic thing. I play a lot of golf. I've, you know, we've, we've talked some links. Yeah. Um, I hit the treadmill. You're, you're somebody, you're more of an outdoor runner. Uh, one time Pete sent me a selfie of his gear. It was way colder than 50 degrees that day, mm. uh, based on the photo. Uh, but you like to work out. Is that true? Yeah. Well, I'm on a new workout kick as well. And yeah, I've been going every day. I'm, I'm actually on an elliptical trend right now. Mm. Yeah, I like the ellipticals. I like when you go backwards, really get that burn on the front part of your thighs and right. whatnot. Um, there are a select few people in this world uh, who are of the Peloton variety. Mm. And this begins our uh, sort of trek into the latest headlines when it comes to player movement in the NFL. And J.J. Watt likes J.J. Watt. There's <laughs> no question about this. He has been itching for a stage like this where he could captivate the NFL world. And right. why is Peloton important, Pete? Well, actually, just before we started recording on Monday, it was reported by a variety of people that J.J. has updated his Peloton bio. Uh, I, d I don't have a Peloton, but as I understand, you have a little bio that says, you know, Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, Arrowhead Pride, whatever. Yeah, it's like Twitter almost in a right. sense. So, um, so J.J. updated it, and it says... SB56, incidentally, Pete, uh, the next Super Bowl to be played is number 56. No big deal. He went with the, the standard numbers, though. Not a Roman numerals guy, JJ. So, uh, but, you yeah, know, a little bit of clearly, points yeah. against him. But so, SB56, dot, 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 GB, dot, 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 CLE, dot, 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 BUF. It stands to reason that JJ Watt has isolated three teams that are going to uh, be in the running for his services in 2021, the Green Bay Packers, the Cleveland Browns, and the Boof Alo Bills. How does that make you feel, Pete? Well, it really does seem like these are the three teams that might get his services, and I think it stands to make sense that this gets done before the tampering window opens, because that's the advantage of being a free agent right now, is you're able to talk to teams before what would technically be unrestricted free agents and whatnot, and so I think those are actually the three teams. I mean, those were the rumor teams. Those are the teams that have been coming out at the national level with some of the newsbreakers. The odds makers have those teams, and it does seem likely that the Packers, in my opinion, will 
get Watt services. This is a team that he grew up rooting for, and and man, man, the ability to play for the team you're rooting for when you're still let's you know we're being generous here, maybe in the prime of your career. And JJ Watt's 31. He's a little different for me in the sense that I know he's going to give RJ 110 percent wherever he goes, and so I I like. I like the fact that he's a free agent. He's having fun with it. It's a little surprising to me that Pittsburgh is out of that mix considering his brothers play there, but these teams do make the most sense. The other team that is not among the Peloton crew that he had been somewhat linked to were the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, okay. the Mike Vrabel connection. Maybe, you know, I remember when DeMarcus Ware got cut by the Dallas Cowboys in 2014. He specifically said that he didn't want to go play in the division and, you know, whatever you want to put into that. But it was kind of a cool right. thing, you know, and maybe JJ does kind of feel this. Look, I get Tennessee would be a nice fit, but I love Houston, whatever the case may be. The thing I find interesting about Green Bay, and because we are kind of talking about the like ethos of J.J. in this moment, yeah. if J.J. Watt steps into the Browns locker room, true or false, he's the biggest star on that team. Well, I don't know about Odell. But if, I think maybe that's close, but he probably still wins out, right? Well, Watt is such a, a great player and such a face of the league that you pick a lot of teams and wherever he goes that's he is, that's my point and, yeah and he's, he's going to be a fit yeah I could I guess I could buy into that Odell right. to me is one he's just larger than life a little bit when sure. he's healthy and making those grabs but Watt probably trumps a lot of players on a lot of teams and he trumps any player in the Buffalo locker room Josh Allen on the rise some yeah. people Pete think he might be better than Patrick Mahomes just you know just these are what some people are saying I'm just telling you what they're saying I'm well, saying it, yeah luckily we have just a 60 <laughs> minutes of film to look at as, uh, as to why he definitely and certainly is not but so JJ would be the the biggest baddest bill on the face of the planet what I find interesting is that if he steps into the Packers locker room, there's no question that he's number two in that capacity. He's not bigger than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you know, he doesn't have the most commercials of that locker room crew if he does indeed ultimately go to Green Bay. I, f I just I'm not saying it's the biggest deal, but I find that detail very interesting. He doesn't seem like somebody who wants to be Robin in any capacity to me. No, but I think there is room for what would be an offensive captain and, and a defensive captain. Mm. I remember when when in Kansas City covering when the Chiefs got Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew, to me, is the lifeblood of what is the Chiefs defense. And you need both of those. And so I, I don't think, you know, the Packers should be considered maybe not a destination because I think he would embrace that. I mean, he would love to play for a quarterback, I'm sure, like Aaron Rodgers after getting to play with Watson and very similar guys, too. Hopefully we'll get to see all of the normal things. Um, obviously, a lot of the world still in flux but you know what JJ has got to be looking forward to beyond anything if he does join the Green Bay Packers you just know he is already like in his mind mm. like bought bought the bike that he that the, you know the <laughs> little the little thing they do at training camp when they take the kids and everything like right. JJ was made for those moments um I ultimately I think this would be the coolest thing um just because of the hometown thing and this and I, I kind of want to see the pack. I, I would hate to see the Packers in the Super Bowl, but I either want to see that or see them fall flat on their face. Because if if they bring J.J. Watt in and still can't get it done, I mean, what what does Aaron Rodgers do at that point? You know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers, by the way, got a shout out from Jody Foster during the Golden Globes. I'm not sure if you saw this, Pete. I know you're a pretty cultured person. Right. Uh, but so big, big potential week for Aaron Rodgers, getting shouted out by Jody and then maybe getting J.J. And he's recently engaged. The That's Packers, right. The Packers are trending up. And I think, in a sense, too, what Aaron Rodgers showed last year was that he was proving himself right. I mean, the Packers might have been some offensive pieces away 
from being able to go to a Super Bowl. And so let's see what the Packers do now to help them on that side of the football. And getting J.J. Watt would be as equal a move on the defensive side. All right. Well, let's move on, uh, Pete. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, a first-round pick in 2005. It's time to talk about your boy, the number one Mm. overall pick in 2005, Alex Smith, who was recently a guest on 10 Questions, hosted by Kyle Brandt, friend of the show. Um, Alex Smith, Pete, the Washington football team, it was reported on Monday, not that this is a shocker to anyone, but they are going to move on from the quarterback that helped them win the division in 2020. Alex Smith has obviously been in the NFL for a long time. Uh, He has talked about, including on that episode of 10 Questions with Kyle Brandt, that he wants to keep playing. Obviously, the fact that he played this past season was a, a miracle, a testament to his inner will, his inner drive, a huge reason, in fact, the reason why he won Comeback Player of the Year. I don't know that there's a fit for him anywhere, but I'm just I'm very curious for your take on this whole situation. Right. You know, I'm a very, very big fan of Alex Smith and what he brings to the table. Looked a little bit different last year. I think mobility is a a big part of his game. Now, that being said, I, I don't think the Washington offensive line was anything to write home about. I wonder what he would look like if he was able to be better protected For some reason, I just think about this when I hear that Alex Smith still has a desire to play. Would you be more comfortable with an Alex Smith or Cam Newton? And for me, it's Alex Smith. And I understand he went through this this injury thing. And I understand, RJ, you don't like this quarterback wins thing. The last time that Alex Smith was under 500 with any team was 2010. With Washington, when he was the quarterback in the regular season, he went six and four in 2018. He went five and one in 2020 when they made the switch, a big part of why they were able to win the NFC East. I don't know if there is a starting job out there for Alex Smith. I don't know if a organization would want to go in that direction, but I think you bring him in. He's a great number two. He mentored Mahomes here in Kansas City. They always speak very, very highly of the job that he did with Patrick Mahomes. He could now do that as a backup. And if your starter gets hurt, probably be the best backup quarterback in the league, RJ. So look, the QB wins thing. Alex has had an incredible career and deserves every accolade, every attaboy in the book. All I'm saying is if we if we look at the point of his career where he started to have and establish legitimate success, he was also surrounded by a lot of great things. I mean, think about he had Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco, Andy Reid in Kansas City, Ron Rivera in Washington. I mean, he's had great coaches. He had Vernon Davis in his prime and Michael Crabtree in San Francisco. Obviously was there for the beginning of the Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey era. Had Jamal Charles, no, right, at the beginning of his time in Kansas yes. City. And Terry McLaurin now Washington, like, I'm not trying to take anything away from Alex. I'm just trying to give it away to the other, you know, members of his team um, as well. I, if, if we're, it's so easy, I think, like, different fans will say, well, bring Alex Smith, like, I think Bengals fans will say, bring him into backup Joe Burrow, mentor Joe Burrow, et cetera, et cetera, help, help him, you know, kind of establish the point of thought and coming back from an injury, whatever. And I just, I, I don't think Alex Smith wants to uproot his life and everything and, and go just mentor somebody. I mean, and I don't I don't right. think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, but I don't know that there is he one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world? Probably. Maybe he's number 32. But I don't know that there's a starting job out there that makes sense. I you mentioned I think, you'd rather I think, have him I think ahead. where he go No, I think where he goes will be somewhere where he can compete for the starting job. I I fully think that. Now, where is that going to be? Are there a lot of those out there? 
Probably not. So it should be interesting to see where he goes and where he's comfortable moving his family. You mentioned that he's a big family man. We got a glimpse into that with some of the recovery videos and, and seeing that. Where does he want to go with his several children and, and take his wife and, and so on and so forth? So a lot of factors go into this, but I would love to see Alex Smith get an opportunity to compete once again. I found out on that episode of 10 Questions with Kyle Brandt, he, um, I guess his wife is really into decorating for Halloween. Like they're, you know, they, I think they're one of those families, you know, like on, on the block that, that makes everybody else look bad. They kind of make it a big deal in their costumes and stuff. The costumes so, are great. Yeah. Right. So, um, so maybe Cincinnati is the place and, you know, they're getting new uniforms this year, but I imagine keeping the same color scheme, you get that orange and black. I mean, that would be kind of cool. I mean, and, but again, I, I think we should, we should take a step back. We don't have to always charge Alex Smith with like mentoring the young, awesome person. It's really cool that he mentioned mentored Patrick Mahomes, but that I would right. not. I'm saying like I would not want to be known as the mentor. I would want to be known as the baller, without a doubt. And I think he could still play. And I I think this is coming from a place when I say a backup. I I'm looking at the opportunity. I don't know right. how many organizations are going to sign Alex Smith and say you're going to be our starter for the next three or four years. I mean, at 36 years old, we've seen with Brady. Brady has now broken the system. Who knows how long a lot of these guys want to go. But you know what? I, I think getting him into a situation where he could compete for a job, an open quarterback competition, don't be surprised if Alex Smith goes somewhere and he is a surprise winner of that starting job. So Pete continues to believe in Alex Smith. Let's talk about Alex's first team, Pete. Uh, the Athletics' Joseph Person reported that the San Francisco 49ers inquired about trading for a certain veteran quarterback. Now, we have spent a lot of time over the last few weeks talking about veteran quarterbacks getting traded. Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz. Now Alex Smith is you know, going to be a free agent, but still on the move. Right. There are seemingly other options. I mean, we're talking about the 49ers. People think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the move. And San Francisco was in on the Matthew Stafford trade before the Los Angeles Rams ultimately won out. But again, according to this report, the 49ers, Pete, um, inquired about Teddy Bridgewater. And <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, really great person, really, in fact, has come back from an incredibly devastating injury himself. Right. And the, the fact that he is even at the point he is is incredible and, and obviously has had, you know, legitimate points of success in the NFL uh, since returning. But why would this be the path that the 49ers would go down? I mean, I, I'm not I don't I don't mean this as an insult to, t to Teddy at all, but I don't think that that there is much of a difference, generally speaking, between he and Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, if you're going to make a trade, make a trade, you know, and, and I know that right. they're obviously trying to probably get Deshaun Watson here. But um, but I don't know this. I This was kind of weird to me. I'm very anxious to hear what you have to say. Well, I, I came armed with a statistic on this, and I pulled up Teddy Bridgewater's 2020 season where he played 15 games, and I put it side by side with Jimmy Garoppolo's 2019 season, the one in which they went to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, 13-3. and three. And what's crazy about this is just how similar some of the numbers are. RJ, in both of these seasons, both players had a 69.1% completion percentage. Nice. Right on the money. Right on the money. Right, exactly. Garoppolo, to your point, 102 passer rating to Bridgewater's 92. The difference for me in these two players is Teddy Bridgewater, in my opinion, is more like this new school style of quarterback. He actually reminds me in his best games like Alex Smith, watching Alex Smith, where he has... It's not a huge, huge part of his, his game, but if the defense presents him 
an open lane, he's going to take that yardage. And I think he's just more dynamic of a quarterback. And I would prefer Bridgewater. But to your point, it's not overwhelmingly so where I should trade valuable, valuable assets to bring Bridgewater and upgrade him over Garoppolo. They're very close to your point. And we, we brought up some of the numbers there as a passer. Garoppolo's last healthy season, he was a better player than Bridgewater was. But it's what type of offense do you want to run? I agree. I mean, if if I can choose generally, if I can have Teddy B or Jimmy G, I'm taking Teddy 100 <laughs> out of 100 times. Um, but I just – and I, in a weird way, I kind of applaud the 49ers because, right. you know, look under every stone, right? Like make sure, you know, you, you know you're, you're double-checking every option. But this is just a weird thing. And there, there is – there's going to be a lot of quarterback movement throughout the offseason, obviously, but I feel like this is a game of musical chairs in some senses, and somebody's going to be left without an answer, right? Like, because, you know, whatever the case is going to be, like, we've seen Jared Goff and Carson Wentz move. Deshaun Watson seemingly is going to move somewhere at some point, maybe Garoppolo, maybe Teddy, whatever, but somebody's going to be left without anything. And maybe that's, and I don't mean this as an insult, maybe that's the Alex Smith destination but you know what I mean like like somebody is going to be left in the cold and I think San Francisco uh what's that saying uh the coldest winter of my life is a summer I spent in San Francisco uh I think they don't they don't want to be the last team and so I think maybe they're just doing their homework but man this is just a weird thing gotta go back to my favorite cliche maybe in the NFL right and I say this a lot on all these hits that I do if you don't have a quarterback you don't have anything be aggressive go get a guy go get a few guys if you don't necessarily know which direction you're going to go in because you're the rest of your team could be amazing if you don't have a quarterback you're not making the playoffs and so I I agree with you wholeheartedly they got to get this thing figured out quickly I do think it's weird I didn't have this on the show notes for you Pete but two quick sidebars that we're seeing all these teams that are of the mindset you know like like the 49ers now well you know we've got an okay option but okay is not good enough anymore we have to get an elite option meanwhile like the Raiders are all in on Derek Carr. Unreal. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. I, Derek Carr is better than this, to be clear. But I mean, he he doesn't move the needle much past this, and so and, and he has like great moments and everything. I don't want to bag on Derek Carr, but it's just it's a it's the polar opposite disposition that we're seeing, right? Like this clinging to your current option instead of trying to get better. In what world you can believe? And this is for the Broncos as well, with Drew Locke and Derek Carr. What world do you believe that they're going to be able to consistently beat a Justin Herbert or a Patrick Mahomes team to win the division is out of control. They should be trying to upgrade at quarterback every single offseason until you get a Herbert or a Mahomes. You know, we talked about if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. You're not going to beat these two teams for a division win until you get someone at least closer than Carr and Locke are. Mm, Wow. Uh, car and lock are, I thought was like for a second, like a word you made up. Um, but I realized it was, you know, four words. <laughs> you, um, car, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, car sound, it sounded like, sounded like a firm, you know what I mean? Like car and lock are like a place you're going. Yeah. To, and you know? you know what car and, and lock, I'm going to take some flack <laughs> here, but they're bums, you know, like that's, that's where they're at as, as far as QBs. I mean, they're, they're 15 to 20. They're behind, in my opinion, what would be. The Andy Dalton, Bridgewater, Alex Smith line, they're underneath Yikes. that for, for me. And so I don't, you're never going to beat Herbert or Mahomes that way. You're just not. Mm. Andy Dalton, another option, a free agent, obviously, after his year with the Cowboys. The last thing that I didn't have on the, on the notes for you, Pete, and I mentioned this on the Daily, um, there, the internet has this idea 
that Drew Brees might return. Is that a wrench in all of these plans? You know what I mean? Or Because I do wonder if there's this, like, small sense within the Saints of, Drew, don't. You know, because <laughs> we, we don't want to, like, have to make right. this decision. And that... That would be really – if we're trying to will something fascinating into existence, it would be Drew Brees saying he wants to return in New Orleans saying, you know what, man, we're ready to move on, and then Drew Brees being on the market because, no offense again, but modern-day Drew Brees is not very good, but somebody would fall for the spell. And I and I think it would be like a team, uh, maybe like a Washington, who views themselves as a quarterback away right. and, and goes all in in that capacity. I just think that would be weird. But, I, again, the Insta – Pete side of social media thinks that Drew Brees might have a little bit left to give. I disagree. I saw him at the end of the season. To me, it was a bit like similar to what we saw toward the end of Peyton Manning's career. Now, Peyton Manning, because of that defense, was able to go out on top. Didn't happen for for Drew Brees. And so I would not be interested if I'm New Orleans. I mean, he was a great, great, great player for them. The most popular and important player potentially in franchise history, right? But you can't bring him back as your QB1. And as a side note, and just being a fan of the NFL, I'm ready to see Jameis Winston 2.0. I know it's not a guarantee that he's going to be going back to New Orleans, but it, apparently, and, and it sounds like the New Orleans Saints would want him back. It's not going to be Taysom Hill. They're going to give Winston an opportunity here, and I'm ready to see it. You had that play in, I believe it was the playoffs or late in the season, I'm remembering, where they put him in for the one play, and it was this right. bomb, and it seems like... Maybe he's got a little bit of mojo back, and the pressure seems to be off of not being in Tampa Bay. I'm ready to see the Winston Saints just as a football fan. And so Drew Brees wants to play. If I'm New Orleans, I say, look, man, uh, we love you. You've meant everything to us. It's going to have to be elsewhere. They stole that play from the Bears, another team who could be um, who could be out in the cold when the music stops playing. Uh, Pete, we're going to stop the music temporarily while we take a break to hear a word from our sponsors. Nobody go anywhere, or Pete will be very sad. That's right. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back. It is Monday, Football Monday, the greatest show in the history of the world. Pete uh, (laughs) went and made smoothies for us, Uh, made me a, a nice strawberry banana for me. Pete, you got some kale in yours, it looks like. Right. I have I'm I am trying to lose weight. I'm on a I'm on a weight loss kick right now. And so you mm. need some of that shrubbery to to make sure your your system is cleaned up. All right. Well done. Uh people some people are calling you the Popeye of uh right. the SB Nation NFL show. Get that spinach in there, you know, make it mm-hmm. happen. Um I'm and, flexing and maybe, right now. Right, Pete and Olive just sitting in a tree. Um anyway, 
Uh, so, Pete, it seems like the NFL is going to institute a 17th game for real, for real, starting in 2021. They obtained the ability to do so with the new collective bargaining agreement that they agreed to last year, which feels like 5,000 years ago, considering the last 365 days of our lives. Um, but it was reported, Pete, and I know that you were busy because the Chiefs were the number one seed and everything, uh, but it was reported in the initial end of the regular season by uh, the MMQB's Albert Breer that the 17th game, if it happened, because everybody's got these questions of where's it mm-hmm. going to come from? You know, we have a nice and simple formula already. Albert Breer first reported that it would come from a team in the opposite conference that every year you know, one division would play another division and the same place finishers would play the same place finishers and that division would rotate every year. Obviously, as the NFL is only adding one game, uh, you know, half of the teams are going to end up with one extra home game. And so Albert Breer did note that that is going to rotate as well. One year, all the NFC teams will host. One year, all of the AFC teams will host, so on and so forth. On Monday, we got a little bit more clarity on this subject from Peter King in his Football Morning in America column. He noted that this change is likely going to happen in 2021, Pete, because, well, um, money talks. And moving on, <laughs> uh, it seems that uh, the NFL is not going to start the season earlier. It seems they're going to start it at the same time that they always have. They don't want to compete against Labor Day because Pete's got to get his tan on. That's right. And uh, as a result of it, everything will get pushed back one week because even though the NFL talks all about player safety and they're going to add a game, they don't want to add a bye. So it's 18 games or 18 weeks, excuse me, featuring 17 games. This means, though, that the Super Bowl will get pushed back instead of being early February. It will now be mid-February, which would put Super Bowl 56, assuming all of this happens, uh, on February 13th, 2022 in Los Angeles. You and I, we're going to take some pictures at the Hollywood side. Now, Mm -hmm. the formula for this um, currently... The NFC East is scheduled to play the AFC East, the NFC North, the AFC West, shout out to you, the NFC South, the AFC South, and the NFC West, the AFC North. Each team will play the team that they finished in the same place as, to use the Dallas Cowboys as an example, because the NFC East will play the AFC East. They finished in third place in their division. The New England Patriots finished in third place in their division. So the 17th game for Dallas and New England would be against each other. Peter King did note that in these games in 2021, it is expected that the AFC will host, meaning that the NFC teams will host the extra game next year. Your thoughts? Well, I have a few thoughts on this. First of all, that's why I asked for them. Shout out to Peter King. This man (laughs) owns the schedule beat. I mean, he's great in a lot of ways, but whenever it comes to scheduling and how they're going to do certain things, I, I love the article he did. It's been a few years now, I believe, where he broke down how the schedule is made. And I, I like that too. I think there's there's that part of the game is always interesting to me, how different teams make different requests. So of course, he was the leader on this story. First thing I'll say, RJ, and you know this from covering the Cowboys, right? When you're in the preseason, there is nothing that makes you feel less important with your job than covering a meaningless preseason game, especially when it's the fourth preseason game where you're not really playing starters and you kind of know what the 53-man roster is going to look like. So anything and any reason to have one less preseason game is good with me. I loved which is, last which year. Is a, 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 I, I forgot to mention that. That is part of this whole shakeup as well. So good right. job by you including that. I, I loved last year when there was absolutely no preseason. I know that's not as safe for the players. I would like to see if they really need to have the preseason. It'd be two games. I think two games is enough. 
And so having one more meaningful football game, especially when you're making some money out of it, makes sense to me. And how do you not love the matchups? I mean, you have written down here the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers. And I know that a lot of the networks are going to be interested in seeing who gets these games. Will it be prime time? I, I think having the first place team in the AFC play a first place team in the NFC will just inject so many more interesting matchups to what is already an interesting schedule each year in the NFL. Yeah, Peter King listed some matchups that he found interesting. I went ahead and went with my own list. Uh, there is some, you know, common threads between the two of them, obviously, because, you know, popular things are popular. Um, within the NFC East and AFC East, you've got the Dallas Cowboys uh, visiting the New England Patriots conceivably. Although I would also, you know, put it to discussion that the Washington football team is scheduled to visit the Buffalo Bills in this format. Maybe that is J.J. Watt's new team if the Peloton is totally true. The question right now on everybody's mind, right, is how soon can we get Bucks Patriots? We need Bucks Patriots. Um, I believe that they are scheduled to play one another in 2022 um, by way of the normal rotation. But um, anyway, the NFC North is scheduled to play the AFC West. As you mentioned, the Chiefs and Packers both winning their division this past season. So they will play each other that game. At Arrowhead Stadium, the interesting you mentioned the TV. You know who's going to get this game? Who get the rights? Yeah, right. This game was on NBC last time uh, when when this happened in 2019 when they they met per the normal rotation. Uh, that was at Arrowhead Stadium also. So it was on Sunday Night Football. That was the Patrick Mahomes missed game. Um, right. Obviously, you know a valiant effort by Kansas City en route to a Super Bowl. Obviously, but I would imagine that as a result of CBS giving that up, or that's actually a Fox game. Excuse me, because it's a Packers road game there's no way Fox loses this game you're gonna get Joe Buck Troy Aikman Aaron Andrews in the whole game (laughs) I I think we were gypped out of that we were waiting for Patrick Mahomes and and Aaron Rodgers to go head to head right a lot of comparisons to Aaron Rodgers when Mahomes was first coming up and it ended up being Matt Moore Matt Moore by the way in the Super Bowl season don't forget the Chiefs got that number two bye he went one and one he lost to the Packers but he beat Another playoff team that year, the Minnesota Vikings, and had that win not happened, I know everyone th- thinks about the last game and the, the Miami miracle, but had Matt Moore not notched that win over the Vikings, the Chiefs would not have gotten the bye, and who knows how that Super Bowl winning year goes, but Matt Moore could not beat the Green Bay Packers. The Packers were just a way better team that year. Yeah, and it was that game went down to the wire, if I remember. It did. I mean. they, 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 it, was, it was a better game than it should have been for Matt Moore right. versus... Aaron Rodgers, especially, and here's a little tidbit from Kansas City, like Matt Moore was a high school football coach when Chad Henney went down and Mahomes went down and he came out and he went one and one. He finished that Broncos game. So technically like two and one. Good job by Matt Moore. But yeah, I'm ready to see Mahomes versus Rodgers this time around. You mentioned the Bucks. I have to imagine that whenever this Chiefs Packers game does happen in 2021, that they'll sit back, they'll watch this game. They'll say, yeah, that's right. This is the Bucks game. This is the we lost to Tampa Bay game. Uh, Moving on, uh, the NFC South and AFC South are scheduled to go against one another. Here's an interesting detail, um, or I find it to be interesting at the very least. Um, Again, these are teams that finished in the same places as one another. So as an example, the New Orleans Saints won the NFC South and the Tennessee Titans won the AFC South. So they will play each other in Tennessee in this format. Now, you can make an argument about, you know, which team has the most assets to trade for Deshaun Watson, which market is the best. Obviously, New York's got a lot of assets. They've got the market, et cetera. Yeah. A lot of people think Carolina makes sense because of the Clemson connection and whatnot. Um, 
I don't know how much of a factor this is, but you just mentioned yourself, right? How, when can we get Bucks Patriots, right? That would be awesome to see Tom Brady play his former team. And if I think general, you know, conventional wisdom is you want to trade whoever you're trading to a team that you don't have to see for a very long time. Right. And per this formula, the Houston Texans would host the Carolina Panthers in 2021. I wonder if that inhibits Carolina from being the Deshaun Watson winner is just because Houston doesn't want to see him right away. Yeah, I Houston does things so weird compared to the rest of the NFL. How they think is just so hard and and not easy to predict. And where this stands right now, I know we're talking about scheduling, but I have a quick point about Watson. This situation is completely fascinating to me because it truly feels and correct me if I'm wrong, RJ, how you feel about this, but it truly feels there's a 100% chance at a Watson's camp that he's never playing for the Texans again. Agreed. And it truly feels there's, there's a 100% chance that the Texans are not trading Watson based upon everything that they say. Both can't be true, right? So like, what is going to happen with this situation? Are we going to see a scenario where a 25-year-old man who's among the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion, retire from football or just not show up how does this problem get solved i don't i think that whole dynamic is just so interesting to watch right now i agree a lot of people have equated it to the carson palmer situation yeah. obviously um with his retiring from the Bengals. it's also reminiscent to me um and may he rest in peace uh vincent jackson holding out from the then san right. diego chargers and and i mean he went like into what was it like week 13 before he you know ultimately returned and, and that, I think he, he was on the franchise tag like that was a whole different situation as well like Melvin he, he Gordon Levy and Bell there's been these situations right. in the past but I don't know if we've ever gotten one with this important of a player like even Carson Palmer sure he was in the, the good part of his career the prime of his career but Watson is just so good and I just I wonder what happens I I want to get back to the schedule thing but I agree yeah. with you that this is it's crazy I mean it's it's it, it it's actually difficult to like power rank the craziest storylines in the NFL offseason, right? Like because this right. is in contention for number one, but like you don't have to look much further like geographically from Deshaun to find another team like screwing up their own quarterback situation. Um, but that's that's a conversation for a different day. <laughs> but I do want to I want you to play Pete the Panthers fan. So like get get in okay. you know get into the in character right here. Got my and, Carolina uh, blue. Right, exactly. Uh, I, I like well, vinegar-based barbecue for a second here, not Kansas like, City barbecue. Yeah, you like catfish Give me the a lot. Vinegar. Right. Yeah, totally. I like catfish. Um, totally. So you're maybe you're a Tar Heels fan. I don't know. Maybe you're a Duke guy. I don't know. You know, right. you could feel a number of places. But anyway, um, if you were the team that, because it makes sense for you know Houston to trade Deshaun Watson to Carolina right. if they're going to trade him, right? Because the Jets are the same conference. Maybe they don't want to send him to San Francisco, and Carolina is this like you know move of good faith you know you're from you know you've got the Clemson connection right like it, it, there right. is this like cool factor to it but if you're Pete the Panthers fan how would you feel if we found out eventually that the the only reason that the Panthers lost out was because of the new schedule twist the Panthers played the Texans in 2021 well, I think in a way that I would be upset, right? I'm trying to really... Well, of course you'd be upset. That's what I'm saying. Like, that would impact, like, maybe your future. And, like, imagine being right. Matt Rule. Like, your your future as, like, an NFL head coach could be affected by this weird, wonky twist of fate. 
But here's the thing, and this is the thing that I'm stuck on because I love my Panthers. And as a Panthers fan, my favorite player who I have loved for years now is Christian McCaffrey. And you have been seeing that McCaffrey would have to be part of a deal for Watson. And look, don't get me wrong. I want Deshaun Watson over Teddy Bridgewater. But if it means that we're going to have to part ways with my favorite player, CMC, I'm starting to have different ideas maybe if I really even want Watson because you're trading so much to get him. Now, that being said, if there's a scenario where I could keep my beloved CMC and we could get Watson and the schedule works out, I would love that. But yes, I would be very upset. You take CMC out of it and a schedule costs me Watson and some really, really great football in Carolina as I'm going to the UNC Duke game and having my Carolina barbecue wearing my baby blue. I, yeah, I would, I would be upset about that for sure. RJ. Um, I will say that Christian McCaffrey friend of the SB nation NFL show as well. So all due respect would in no way hinder me making the trade. If I'm the Carolina Panthers, if you, you want CMC cool, take my, highly paid running back i'm super fine with this but pete i do want to we're going to get to um before we recorded you were on a conference call with brett veach and so we have some fascinating things to dive into from a chief's perspective right. but we have a twist we're just going to go with this as it happens again this is literally while we're recording jj watt he of um you know different levels of fame uh jj watt tweeted just now i don't own a bike stop so we started we started this show uh i don't know how you the listener would not know this but in case you didn't we started this show with a a report or not a report but it was a screenshot you saw two p floating around of jj watts peloton profile that said sb56 gb cle buf which seemingly narrowed down his free agent destinations to the packers browns and bills jj now disagrees with the assertion says i don't own a bike stop maybe he's talking to me because he can't wait for the packers bike ride with the kids right. at training well, camp. but i knew that there was something fishy about it because it was missing two very important letters rj and you know what those letters are a k and a c and so it smelled fake for me since the beginning since jump you had some patrick mahomes jj watt flirtation last week so you never know if the chiefs could be a dark horse here in the watt pursuit um <laughs> I do, this is awesome. I and I hate that it's awesome because I would t- I would totally buy that this was like completely contrived. Um, but now that I look at the screenshot, um, there's an, I don't know how Peloton operates. Well, as mentioned. so many there's, newsbreakers there's no, like, and NFL, ESPN, and NFL Network newsbreakers were just rolling with it. And so this story is interesting too. You were talking about power ranking the offseason <laughs> NFL stories. I can't do it. I love them all. They're like my children. More storylines. <laughs> So the username for for this this I guess account that we all got hoodwinked by, now that I look at it, is a bit fishy. It's lowercase K, uppercase J Watt. So it's KJ Watt, not JJ Watt. And you like looking at it, like why would he? Why would his Peloton name not be JJ Watt? Why would it be KJ Watt? He's not KJ Wright. You know what I mean? Like, and. I don't know. And he all again, I, I'm not in the Peloton game, so I don't know what's normal here. Uh, but by JJ, the way, here's another part of it. I just mentioned KC Patrick Mahomes already quote tweeted. I don't own a bike with laughing emojis. I'm telling you, there's something brewing. There's um, something brewing. Little team friendly <laughs> one year deal for JJ Watt. Wait for the cap to go back up. Then he signs his three year deal next year. Wins a ring in Kansas City. 
The best uh, interaction with this is not Patrick Mahomes' Pete. Um, this comes to us from Goaty McGoatface. says, Cleveland hates spikes, JJ. So um, I think that that's fun. Um, yeah, uh, man. Do, do you believe this was all planned and premeditated by JJ? I don't think so. I, I think that he's probably just correcting some, you know, mm. making making sure that people realize that it's more than just three teams. And, you know, that's how you make money. It'll say money is a, a key factor for him. And we don't really know because he's been awfully quiet. More teams you have interested, the more money you make. That's just how it goes. Wow. What a fun hour here on Monday Football Monday. Uh, Pete, let's close out. As mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. I messaged Pete, said, hey, let's let's get this set up. You know, how you doing? How was your weekend? He said, don't talk to me, RJ. Brett Veach <laughs> is going to be on a call. I got to do this. I got to do my job. I, I cover the Kansas City Chiefs SB Nation. I do a great job. That's I'm right. so talented and handsome and charming, mm-hmm. regardless of what that, Stat yeah. said last week. Um, so what did Brett Veach have to say for you? The big news, and I, I think the, the news that affects most NFL fans just in general, is you watch the Super Bowl, right? And what was the story of the Super Bowl? It wasn't Tom Brady, as much as everybody wants to make it about Tom Brady. Uh, it he, was the defense. He won MVP, Pete. I it mean. was the defense and their domination of the Chiefs' r- offensive line that was incredibly injured, including the tackle positions, which, you know, you can make a case after quarterback could be the most important positions in football, so right tackle and left tackle. So you have Eric Fisher on the left side. He had a torn Achilles. You had Mitch Schwartz on the right side, all pro, who had back issues the whole year. They didn't play in the game. And they both had surgery this offseason. Well, we didn't think that there's a chance that either player would be ready by week one. And the Chiefs GM, Brett Veach, said today that they could be ready by training camp, which has been news to us. We'll be writing about that on SB Nation. And then Patrick Mahomes, he had turf toe surgery, which is a three-month recovery. The Chiefs are optimistic about what would be OTAs and mandatory minicamp. That occurs in, in June but they think he should be good to go by training camp. So the most important player and the face of the NFL should be ready to go uh, when camp resumes, whenever that may be. Again, a lot of this will be up in the air this offseason because we still don't know what the deal is with the coronavirus pandemic and the vaccines and so on. We're going to be kind of, it's going to be flies you go type of deal. But good to see that Mahomes is, is in a three-month recovery. Of course, congratulations to him on his newborn baby girl. It's good to see the hubris back, Pete. Um, I know yeah. you, you had a rough Monday after the Super Bowl, a rough right. kind of week, um, but you're back. I mean, you know, uh, you were really excited to talk about three-peating, um, but, but now you oh. get to talk about revenge. I just, I I was, I wanted the Chiefs to to do to pull it out because I just think the the opportunity to cover a potential three-peat won't happen for people. I mean, that's, and, and we won't, I won't get it now, uh, but there is going to be, I think, this revenge factor that makes the upcoming 2021 season especially interesting for Kansas City. And I was actually talking to someone about this over the weekend in Kansas City, just friends of mine who a lot, you know, I'm living in Kansas City. I'm friends with a lot you're, of Chiefs You're a really popular person, right? Gotcha. Right. If these two Super Bowls had been reversed, I mean, people would be all in on a dynasty, the fact that you won an AFC title and then you won a Super Bowl. But it just didn't go that way. The storyline is completely different because of that. And let's see what the Chiefs do now in 2021. But the first good news of the offseason is here with the Chiefs GM. Well, thank you for the Kansas City update, Pete. Everybody make sure to check out arrowheadpride.com for more of Pete's fantastic work. Pete, this is the last thing that you're going to say on Monday Football Monday. It could be anything you want, any, anything in the world, any any thought that's on your mind, your heart, your chest, your earlobes. I mean, just make it great. I'm going to go back to the Watson thing. Houston, enough with you having a problem. You like that, RJ? Houston has a problem. 
Nice. Trade person ever do this. Trade Watson. Right. Do us all a favor. We don't want to miss any games of Watson's career because you're being stubborn. Trade Deshaun Watson. We need to be treated to his games. Move on. Get the most compensation you possibly can. Get yourself a Sam Darnold or a Tua and draft capital. Restart and just don't screw up like you did with Watson again when you get your new quarterback. Thank you. That's all I got to say. I've been thinking about this a lot. I really just so badly wish that there was um, a head coach whose last name was Holmes. You know what I mean? Like, because you could have like Holmes and Watson. If, right. If he, you know, that would have been yes. awesome. That would be a so, great tag team for sure. I know. Uh, I mean, I opened this up for you to have a thought like about anything and you ended up making, you know, it about football. Well, if you um, could, so. if you, oh, you meant a, any kind of take? Anything in the world. I mean, that's what I said. I, mean, you know. I went to the dinner with some friends last night, and we had uh, some some red wine. Nothing red, is better. Red wine. Uh, can I finish? Nothing is better than when you could pair red wine with something like steak or chocolate. Wine just it brings out the best in food, and I, and I'll leave you there. Mm, okay, so my thing, um, you know, my, I guess my football thing is Cowboys signed Dak Prescott. Quit mm-hmm. screwing around. Quit I've never heard you say that before. I'm actually surprised you went in that I mean, direction. Like, you know, just like the, the, I hate that this Russell thing, this Russell Wilson thing is a thing. And it's only a thing because the right. guy was just screwing around. So go ahead, sign Dak Prescott and move on. Let us all well, move on. If they on do make the trade, I mean, I just hope that Pete lets Dak cook. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, my non football thing, my like life thing is I started watching WandaVision, Pete, and mm. holy crap, it's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> the beginning of it is is definitely very weird. It I, I finished the second episode, and it is finally in color. So, um, mm. you know, shout out to the technology Spoiler we alert. have in 2020. Look, it looks like you spoiled the, so the black and white first episode. Mm. Mm. Yeah, how's Peaky Blinders going? It's still continuing to be a great show, Peaky Blinders! That's Peaky Pete, and I'm Marjo Ochoa, and this was Monday Football Monday. We'll see you next week, everybody. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.